It's time for change with the Atlanta Falcons. And on today's episode, we're offering our pitches to fix the franchise today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Joe, hope you wore your consulting cap under that one. This is my consulting cap. That's your consulting cap. Well, we're consultants this week on the show, starting with the Falcons. And so I guess the, what the, what's the word I'm looking for? The genesis of of this idea. And genesis was the word I was looking for. Was kind of, we in the past have always done content about like, proposed pathways for teams and when we were doing written content we wrote a i don't know if you remember the series but it was uh like the blueprint yeah. off-season blueprints right yeah. and i do uh off-season blueprint with locked on dolphins annually and it's my favorite thing that i do because it fills the first three months of non-football calendar of the year you just dive into everything and kind of a boiled down version of that but for teams that are facing critical decisions to make that are going to dictate the next several years of the pathway of their team is what we're doing here today on the show very exciting right and and what's cool for fans of these teams and really anyone that's listening is you don't just get one pitch on how to fix it you get two and both Kyle and I are going to offer our individual pitches and I haven't seen or heard Kyle's pitch. He I've hasn't seen or seen heard, heard mine. Those, it's completely, we kind of agreed upon, like, these are the areas of focus yeah. that you should have within your pitch. And we're going to treat it like we're talking to Arthur Blank. That's how I started. My my pitch starts with Mr. Mr. Blank. That's what I call him. I call him Mr. Blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everybody listening, congratulations. You're a billionaire who owns the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Unless Arthur Blank actually listens, and maybe he will. But uh, we, we chose to do the Falcons first because there's a lot of momentum there towards there being a hire with uh, a 300-plus win in the NFL head coach. And we wanted to get out in front of that as best as we could uh, so that there was no kind of push, right? Because th- this decision for Atlanta, you can really go a number of different ways. But once you pick the coach, particularly if it's that coach, you know who the offensive coordinator is going to be. You know who all the assistants are going to be that show up. It's all the same, same names that show up with this dude everywhere else that he goes. Right. And like, so in order to, before 
Arthur Blank makes the decision and formally sets on a particular avenue, we're going to get into what we would do based off of what criteria, Joe? Just so everybody knows what our mentality was going to be. And the rest of the week, you're going to get a bunch more of these. We're going to do the Chargers, Commanders, Panthers, Seahawks. Unfortunately, they're... The Raiders and Patriots had to beat us to the punch. We could have helped you. And the Titans. Titans. And the Titans. Two out of those three teams, I think we would have made a different choice with their head coach. Uh, Yes. So so glad to to get these in. And and if you're a fan of one of those teams, tell them to chill out and wait for us to get our pitches out there before they make these hires or else we won't be able to do the episode and it really be meaningful. Our thought process was, well, you you can only really do in-person interviews until – uh, after the divisional round was the rule that changed, yeah. but you had an interim coach that was already in the building that got the interim tag that was removed. Uh, you had what Tennessee made the decision last night. Yeah. And that was the divisional round ended 36 hours ago. And then the other um, decision with who am I blanking on? Gerard Mayo, the succession. Gerard Mayo, oh, yeah, yeah. The, and an, another internal promotion. Yeah. So uh, shame on us. But with that in mind, Joe, uh, you have your pitch lined up. I have my pitch lined up. We want everybody on YouTube to let us know in the comments whose pitch they liked better as far as like a more desirable path. We're not keeping score, but we are going to just do the eye test and see what you guys think. And hopefully it's very split and we can create some really compelling content. All right. My pitch for fixing the Falcons is coming up here in just a second. So stick with us, but the NFL playoffs are here, but there's still plenty of time to get on in on the action over at FanDuel America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you simply place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose the app. Super easy to navigate. And so many different ways that you can bet like a live same game parlay. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Plus, they have a parlay hub. And, of course, the spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Mr. Blank, it's an honor to be here. Very excited to have the opportunity to give you my pitch for the vision of the Atlanta Falcons moving forward. I have great convictions about what needs to happen here for us to get back to the top of the NFC South, a division that I think is wide open, and we can take this thing and we can own this thing for a long time. Here's what we got to do. The first thing is figure out our head coach. And I know there's a lot of buzz right now for Bill Belichick. And obviously, the man had an incredible run with the New England Patriots, with Tom Brady. But folks... Miss me with Bill Belichick. The success without Tom Brady just isn't there. He's accustomed to having full personnel control. And I'm not interested in that. I've seen him struggle to get the offensive side of the football correct. And that's just not a road that I want to go down. Instead, let's go with Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, a younger and perhaps more appealing version right now of Bill Belichick. And if we hire Mike Vrabel, we can build upon our defensive improvements and not go backwards. We made so many strides on that side of the football. Let's keep it going. And what I love about Mike Vrabel and his time with the Tennessee Titans was the success that he had without top quarterback play. 
Now, we're not going to not get top quarterback play. I have a plan for that. But when you look at what Mike Vrabel did with the likes of Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill and how they maximized Derrick Henry, I'm intrigued. His first four seasons with the Tennessee Titans, he was 41-26, and 26, two division titles, an AFC championship game appearance in 2019, and they were the number one seed in the conference in 2021. Yes, the conference that includes Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. Mike Vrabel got this team to the AFC championship game, got this team to the number one seed in the AFC in two separate seasons with Ryan Tannehill while maximizing Derrick Henry. I get excited about that and what it means for our prized running back, B. John Robinson. And look, the last two years for Mike Vrabel in Tennessee weren't great. But I put that a whole lot more on the roster management issues from John Robinson. The coaching was good. And we have a chance to get that coaching, to get an experienced head coach in our facility that isn't 70-something years old in Bill Belichick, who has very little success to show for his time without Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's not coming with Bill Belichick to Atlanta. And so I'm not really interested in that. Now, obviously, the offensive coordinator hire for Mike Vrabel is going to be really important. But he has a nice history of doing that. How about his first offensive coordinator hire in 2018 when he took the Titans job? Matt LaFleur. How's that working out? Heck of a head coach for the Green Bay Packers. And then to replace Matt LaFleur, he did hire Arthur Smith. And look, I know Arthur Smith didn't have a good run as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, but there's a reason he got the opportunity to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, and that's because he did a good job with that Titans offense, and he was able to maximize what they had. And so I do trust Mike Vrabel to be able to get a good offensive coordinator because he's done it before. So Mike Vrabel, that's the direction we need to go at head coach. Then we got to figure out our quarterback. Absolutely critical, right? Winning in the NFL is about getting a head coach and a quarterback. So I told you the plan to get our head coach. Now let's talk about quarterback. I think there's three different paths that we can pursue to get our answer here because we're not moving forward with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. We're going to get us an answer at the position. And so three different avenues that I think we should explore is number one, consider a trade for Justin Fields. And of course, that trade is not going to include the number eight pick in the NFL draft. No way, no how. That's silly. But we are loaded with draft capital. We have picks 843, 74, 79, 109, 141, and 198 in this coming draft. We're number eight in the NFL when it comes to draft capital value. We've got assets. And so I'm going to give Ryan Poles with the Chicago Bears a phone call here and see what we can get done for Justin Fields. And maybe that's pick 43 and a conditional pick in 2025. But no way, no how are we parting with. Number eight, and no way, no how are we parting with a future first-round pick. There's no precedent for a quarterback like Justin Fields going for that type of draft capital. But I do get excited about Justin Fields in our offense behind a veteran offensive line with talented playmakers like B. John Robinson and Kyle Pitts and Drake London and how we're going to build around those guys. I think Justin Fields would give us a real shot. Very dynamic playmaker. Another thing that we can consider is pursuing Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was off to a phenomenal start with the Vikings this past year. 
And I think a veteran like that with our offensive infrastructure and what I think Coach Vrabel can get done on defense, I think it's going to put us as a contender in the NFC. And the other option that I'm considering is exploring a trade-up from pick number eight. There's some talented quarterbacks in this coming draft. Drake May out of North Carolina, Jaden Daniels out of LSU, Caleb Williams out of USC. We're in striking distance. We have the number eight pick. There's three that are good. Can we get up? Can we move up five or six spots and land one of those quarterbacks? The good news is we have three appealing directions that we can go with the quarterback position, and we'll explore all of those. When it comes to our salary cap situation, we have $20 million in cap space right now entering the offseason. With simple restructures, we can get that to $69 million. With max restructures, we can get that to $109 million. We are in good shape when it comes to the cap, and I think there's some very logical levers to pull that will give us the cap space that we need. I think we can restructure Jake Matthews for $9.5 million, Grady Jarrett for $7 million, Chris Lindstrom for nine point one, Jesse Bates 7.9, David Onyemeta 3.6, and Caleb McGarry for $4.6 million. It's a bunch of cap space we can clear up right there by simple restructures with players that we're already committed to and want to remain committed to. And I think there's some players we should cut. We can cut Jonu Smith and save $6.5 million. We can cut Lorenzo Carter and save $3.75 million. We can cut Mike Hughes and save $3 million. We can cut Taylor Heineke and save $6.5 million. So if you take our $20 million in cap space that we enter the offseason with and include our restructures and our cut candidates, that puts us eighty at $81.45 million in cap space. We can be aggressive in free agency and add more veteran talent to this roster. And we'll talk about that just in, in just a moment. But the notable expiring contracts, I'm not intimidated by this list at all. The notable expiring contracts, Jeff Akuda, Calais Campbell at 37 years old, Cordero Patterson at 32, Bud Dupree at 30, Albert Huggins. And we'll bring back Nate Lamman as an exclusive rights free agent for depth at linebacker. But none of these notable expiring contracts intimidate me. If we want to bring them back, we will. We'll talk to our coaching staff about that and figure it out. But we should be able to bring back who we want to bring back. And if we don't bring back any of them, who cares? We're going to bring in our own players, and we got plenty of cap space and draft capital to get that done. Now, a priority of mine is going to be extensions for some players that I think absolutely deserve it, some good young talent, and Drew Dahlman at center and A.J. Terrell at corner. Let's go ahead and get those extensions done and send the right message to our locker room that if you're a young player that we draft and you produce, we're going to take care of you. You're going to be part of this operation moving forward. I think Drew Dahlman and A.J. Terrell have absolutely earned that opportunity. As for the fifth-year option for Kyle Pitts, we're picking that up. $10.5 million in 2025. He's a, a top pick, a player that we brought in that has an unbelievable ceiling that we're going to really maximize moving forward. And $10.5 million for a player that has the, the ability of a Kyle Pitts is nothing at the tight end position. So I'm not blinking an eye at $10.5 million. We have cap space. We have a lot invested in Kyle Pitts, and it's time to unlock everything that he can be for this football team. Now, as it relates to free agency in the draft, let me tell you my priorities. We have resources, and so I have a lot of priorities, but we have resources, so I have high expectations for what we can get done in free agency and with the NFL draft. So my priorities and 
I'm not sure that any one of the top three or four are more important than the other because we're going to get all this done. Number one, we're going to get more at wide receiver. Love what we have in Drake London, but we need more. We need a number two. We need a slot. We're going to find those things. And this coming draft is loaded with receiving talent. We're definitely going to participate in that in addition to some veteran options that exist. But I want to get complementary skill sets. We've got big, physical, athletic dudes. I want to get some shifty guys. I want to get some speed. I want to get guys that can separate and create space for themselves in different ways. Number two is I want more on this interior defensive line. Love what David Anyameta gave us. I like what Grady Jarrett can give us if he's healthy. Calais Campbell was a great addition to our team. 37 years old, expiring contract. Not sure if we're going to be able to bring him back. But we're going to find more for this interior defensive line. And I think structurally, what Mike Vrabel does on defense meshes well with a lot of the personnel that we have. But we're going to prioritize getting guys with length, heavy hands, guys that can really compete for gaps. We're probably going to really prioritize a nose tackle and and shore up this interior defensive line. We're also going to get more on the edge. I like our young players and Arnold Abichetti, D'Angelo Malone. But I want to get more. We need a dude, right? We need a a finisher, a guy that can really be the type of talent off the edge that teams game plan for. And I think we're going to be in a good position to get that done in the draft or free agency. I also want a running mate for Jesse Bates. Love what what Terry Fontenot was able to bring in in free agency with Jesse Bates, perhaps the best free agent acquisition of any player last year. But we need a running mate for him. And Richie Grant's been up and down. I want more there. I want to find us a nice option to complement Jesse Bates. You know, Bates is a free safety, has range, center fielder. Let's get us a complementary skill set that can provide some downhill ability and can defend those short zones as well. I want more at corner. I want a running mate for A.J. Terrell. I think we're okay in the slot with guys like D. Alford and Clark Phillips. But I, if we bring back Jeff Akuda, I still want to find another guy that can come in and compliment A.J. Terrell and really shore up our cornerback position. I know that I have a big wish list here, but we have the resources in the form of draft capital and cap space to get this done. And then we just focus on depth. More at linebacker, right? I, I like what we have in Caden Ellison and Troy Anderson and Nate Landman, but more depth there, more depth on the offensive line, more depth at tight end, especially if we say goodbye to Jonu Smith. But we have resources. We should be able to get this done. We have a nice foundation of young talent. Let's get our coach right. Let's get our quarterback right. Let's get more at some of these positions, and let's go win the NFC South and own this division for many, 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 many years to come. All right, folks, stick with us, because in just a moment, we're going to hear Kyle Krabs pitch to fix the Atlanta Falcons. Folks, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Well, you don't have to, because game time is here for you, and it is the fast and easy way to buy tickets For all the sports, music, and comedy, and theater events near you, they've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, all-in prices. They give you a view from your seat and a best price guarantee. I mean, simply put, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The app is awesome, super easy to navigate. They have awesome flash deals, and I also love how they send the tickets straight to your phone. So if you purchase tickets, they go right to your phone. You don't have to dig through emails to find them. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Good afternoon, Mr. Blank. It's a pleasure to sit down and speak with you as it pertains to the pathway of your franchise, the Atlanta Falcons. As I've 
kind of sat down and looked over Atlanta uh, and, and the position that you find themselves in. And there's a couple of things that stand out to me. First and foremost being the nucleus of this team is largely set for each of the next two seasons. When you look at players that are expiring, Atlanta in the course of the Arthur Smith era has pulled together a lot of talent. They've drafted meaningful talent uh, and, and they've locked in place a number of key variables that make this a desirable job for coaches and quarterbacks alike. When you consider the offensive line investments that this team has made, including with Jake Matthews, including with Matthew Bergeron as an early draft selection, including with Chris Lindstrom getting a market contract at guard, and including Kayla McGarry, who the team re-signed, there is plenty of carryover and correlation uh, to an investment up front on your offensive line. Then you have explosive playmakers in Bijan Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Uh, this is a quarterback now destination team. I think that's the first thing that stands out to me. But any decision that you make has to be made with the head coach of your franchise in mind. And Bill Belichick has been oft rumored to this job. And I cannot stress this enough. My point of emphasis to you would be not to hire Bill Belichick as the head coach of this football team, because this team has the opportunity in a division in the NFC South to have a short-term window that then transitions into a long-term window. And for Atlanta to have that opportunity to bring in Bill Belichick, knowing the assistants are going to be Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels, and that pathway is a lot less desirable. I look at, however, the ideology of what Bill Belichick's teams are supposed to embody, and there is a head coach out here, in Mike Vrabel that I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mike Vrabel, a bit of the victim of the circumstances uh, in Tennessee the last two seasons as they've transitioned out of what was a six-year winning and competitive window and did not properly restock the well. I think you look at the Atlanta Falcons and the young players and the core players and the foundational pieces that are under contract. Mike Vrabel makes a lot of sense. And Mike Vrabel, I think you can tap into a number of different relationships. Um, that are pre-existing with Atlanta or otherwise uh, to make a lot of sense to, to fill out his support staff. I, I think Mike Vrabel and potentially bringing Chris Richard uh, to replace Ryan Nielsen as the defensive coordinator. Of course, Richard was the co-DC in New Orleans with Ryan Nielsen the year before Nielsen took the job in Atlanta, and Nielsen has since been hired by Jacksonville. So if I'm Mike Vrabel and I want to sustain the momentum, the positive momentum of this Atlanta Falcons defense with all of the investments that have been made into it, bringing in Chris Richard, who co-DC'd a very similar defense uh, alongside Ryan Nielsen and understands how that defense works and how that defense ticks, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's another intense individual. And if I'm Mike Vrabel, I'm interested in getting back to my roots when you consider some of the assistant hires that had been made uh, on the offensive side of the ball. They've had success with the McVay-Shanahan tree. You have the opportunity to hire an offensive coordinator role to Zach Robinson, who's currently the Rams passing game coordinator, as potentially the next in that wave of coaching staff after Mike Vrabel himself had success with that 
uh, as one of his offensive coordinators in Tennessee with Matt LaFleur. So I would like to propose a staff of Mike Vrabel, Zach Robinson, and Chris Richard. You get the same pillars of identity that you get with Bill Belichick, but instead of hiring the oldest head coach in the league for a short-term window with a bunch of assistants that have not had success elsewhere, and Belichick himself has not shown the ability to have success without Tom Brady, I would rather have a player or a coach in Mike Vrabel who embodies all of the same things, tap into relationships that were successful pathways for Vrabel in Tennessee on the offensive side of the ball, and try to bring continuity on the defensive side of the ball with somebody who coached alongside and co-coordinated the defense that your defensive coordinator who just left uh, had success doing. I think this sets the stage for you uh, to have a couple of key decisions as far as it it pertains to uh, your free agency class. Uh, getting set for free agency, I want to be mindful of not max restructuring every contract under the sun because of the age of some of the players. You've got guys like Jake Matthews who are on the books for heavy salary cap commitments, Grady Jarrett, David Onyemeta. But these are guys I would be a little leery about because if we're going to have a short-term win window and simultaneously have the opportunity to transition into a fresh winning window and fresh cycle, you're going to have new contracts that need to come up through in two to three years. And those guys are going to have to get paid top dollar because if guys like Kyle Pitts, who we want to be here, and Drake London and B. John Robinson are going to be the players that we think they're capable of being. A.J. Terrell's another big contract, and I know he did not necessarily have the step this season that he had previously shown in 2021 that gave everybody so much excitement at cornerback. But I want to be ready for this next wave of contracts, so I want to be able to have flexibility to get out of contracts if players fall off. So I think there's a proper balance you can strike here. I'd max restructure Chris Lindstrom. I would max restructure Jesse Bates. And then I would strip Taylor Heineke. We're going to rebuild this quarterback room. Makes sense to keep Desmond Ritter because he's on a rookie contract. But Taylor Heineke, you can save $6.9 million in cap space by moving on from him. I would do that. I would move on from Lorenzo Carter to save an additional 3.75. We have dead money uh, accounted for with Cordero Patterson. That's not somebody that I would bring back as well. I can get this team with plenty of dollars to spend and then still have a very healthy amount of cap space with no important players expiring in 2025. And all I need to do it to get the spend and capital that I need from a salary cap perspective in year one is max restructuring Chris Lindstrom and Jesse Bates. And then cutting Taylor Heineke and cutting Lorenzo Carter. I think I want to have a pathway available at the quarterback position to add a young talent. But this is a team that is ready to win now and deserves to win now. The talent is here and the talent and the nucleus is established. I'm making a high competitive offer for Kirk Cousins. I think you look at what success Mike Vrabel had in a scheme that could be run heavy with some of the West Coast Shanahan elements involved in it with Derrick Henry, and Bijan Robinson, I think, is a more special player than Derrick Henry. And if you get Zach Taylor to transition as the passing game coordinator to your offensive coordinator here in Atlanta for Vrabel, you can see similar success. And Kirk Cousins is a much more accomplished, much more productive player 
than Ryan Tannehill, was, who was another late-stage quarterback that was brought in by Mike Rabel and provided the spark and catalyst for that team to operate efficiency. The, this unit operating on schedule is so important. And having a high-floor quarterback but also a gifted passer of the ball, somebody who's seen it all, um, is a pathway to th- that I think makes a lot of sense. I would be prepared to offer Kirk Cousins a contract around $40 million per season. You can have the first two years of that guaranteed, and that's about in line with what Kirk Cousins has experienced throughout the course of his career uh, in Minnesota. You could put void years, two void years on the back end of that if you'd like, and you could get Kirk Cousins under contract this season for somewhere around $10 million against the cap. That still leaves you around $45 million to spend elsewhere with over 51 players under contract after your cuts. And you look to 2025, if you took this approach and Kirk Cousins had a base salary of $40 million and whatever percentage of prorated money from his signing bonus is left over from this season, again, by not touching any of the other contracts, this team is still in a position where it's going to have $42 million in cap space at its disposal, plus restructure availability for guys if it makes sense. Kirk Cousins being somebody who potentially you would restructure because you're currently scheduled to have a ton of flexibility in 2026 once a lot of your uh, next phase of contracts come up. So I want to phase the guaranteed money with the Kirk Cousins contract and build that into your next cycle of second contracts for your marquee players elsewhere on the roster so that, again, you have the flexibility, and then we're going to look to be opportunistic adding a quarterback elsewhere. I think the other, only other looming major spot in free agency that should be a priority for this team is the wide receiver two position. And I think there are a number of exciting players. I think there's a number of established veterans that could bring scary results alongside of what you had with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Uh, Will a divisional rival in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers balk at Mike Evans' asking price? If they are, that's a player who's very high up on my list of interests for bringing into the fray. I think about T. Higgins, and I think this team has the room to add a top-of-market wide receiver contract because of the rookie contracts of Bijan Robinson and Drake London and potentially Kyle Pitts, who we have a fifth-year option decision to make. I would pass on the fifth-year option just for the fully guaranteed money. That is a very aggressive dollar amount. And Pitts, even if he has a strong season in 2024 with Mike Vrabel uh, as the foil to Jonu Smith, and obviously Jonu Smith has had success with Vrabel uh, under Arthur Smith in, in previous iterations of the Titans franchise, uh, I, I think there's a market here that that makes much more sense and is safer for Atlanta to pursue other than a fully guaranteed fifth-year option if you choose to go in a different direction. But that would not stop me from making a market offer on a 25-year-old wide receiver like T. Higgins if the Bengals are not able to come to a contract. I am big game hunting at wide receiver. And the reason why I'm doing that is I want to enter the NFL draft with the flexibility to go in whatever direction makes the most sense based on the value of the pick. I don't want to box the, tight, the, the Falcons in with a quarterback selection when you're probably going to see quarterbacks go one through three. If I were to target a player based on the traits that I think best aligns 
with working with Mike Rabel, it's probably Bo Nix. Some scheme touches at Oregon. Uh, very gifted arm, athletic, can get on the move. There's some pocket presence parallels to Ryan Tannehill. So you could potentially be in a position to, if you like Bo Nix, draft him in the first round. Uh, but what I would not do is I would not try to uh, mortgage several years worth of draft selections to convince a team that would otherwise take a quarterback in the top three to come out of a spot. I, I just think the asking price there would be absolutely surreal. And as I reflect on on Mike Vrabel in the last two years uh, of his tenure with Atlanta or, or with Tennessee, one thing that strikes me is how much of a, a struggle he had with his quarterbacks when they did not stay on schedule. I think specifically of Malik Willis. So quarterbacks who take sacks, quarterbacks who look to extend plays, I think that's something that Vrabel would probably have a taste of trying to avoid. And therefore, that's why I'm looking for an on-schedule executor of the offense in Kirk Cousins as my veteran. Big name to inject experience and production and efficiency into this Atlanta scheme that can lean heavily on the run game and not ask Kirk Cousins to do too much. Because even when Dalvin Cook was in Minnesota, Kirk was the engine for that offense. He doesn't have to be here. But I would pay him as a Tier 2 quarterback to come here and be the leap in production because the difference from Heineke and Desmond Ritter to Kirk Cousins takes this team into double-digit win stratosphere, and then you're talking divisional championships, you're talking home playoff games, and the NFC is wide open. And if you happen to find, I think Bo Nix is the one who makes the most sense, that that's value for you in the first round, then you can draft, give him a chance to continue to learn and groom him so that you are moving away from the Kirk Cousins contract as you are paying the rest of the players on your con- on your roster their second contracts and their big money contracts to keep a quarterback on a rookie deal to, again, have a win-now window and a transition into a long-term window as well. Thank you for your consideration. And that is going to do it for us on Locked on NFL Scouting. Let us know whose proposal you like the most. You can let us know in the YouTube comments. Come on back and see us again tomorrow. That is going to do it for us. I'm Kyle Krabs alongside Joe Marino, maybe not here and now, but usually, and we are signing off on this episode of Locked on NFL Scout.